0: Compose my bars, what I wrote full of quotes to expose the prize I know it's odd to hear a cracker ripping But close your jaws to get fat of lip Kim K, bow to your sensei Zen has been paid since the 10th grade I'm a menace, hey, I've been this way Compose like Celsius to centigrade Your skills are a thin display. slay those apple bars put them away compared to me you're safe i'm cold orange i'll wipe the right one you are on a whore binge the big zig a more than a, a portion. portion i'll take it to the indoor of endorphins yeah. Warp in your mind with my bendy flow ready, i need it, a penny to go gotta earn my it. pennies the harder way. Take out your knees, got bars for days for We are stars, it's not yeah. just a phase nope. Melt your face with the hardest of rays yep. I hopped in the place, they were jocking the great kid Copying my posture and the walk I created it's Truly I'm glad that you imitated right. But you don't matter, you're eliminated From pennies to zenith, The flow of the century I've been deep as Trench B You met got an I'm MC in Three, three, three. So since comprehending, keep off the girls they sent Z to you, but I'm too many. Crafted intergalactic classics, aliens, we might like do who made that shit. Martians got the whole discography. Even out on Jupiter, they rockin' me. Ginning green curlies, bodies broccoli. Forming Zero G, giving top to me. The entire multiverse is love in it. It's Even out with S, I ain't just got a shit. From Penny's to Zenny, Zenny, the flow of the century. I've been to this tricks, B. Mariana M.D. I'm M.C. and simply so simps comprehend me. All the girls they sent Z for you, but I'm too busy. From pennies, pennies to Zenny, The flow of the century mm-hmm. I bend deep as trench be. You marry I'm an empty I'm MC in simply So sims count were handy mm-hmm. To all the girls they sent Z Trendy. But I'm too big From pennies mm-hmm. to zeny The flow of the century mm-hmm. I bend deep as trench bee you never got good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. Whatever time you listen to this, I got you covered. All right. But this is life in zero gravity tuning in you know you know what it is if you've heard this show before you know how we do it on here so enjoy sit back and enjoy i wanted to talk about one of the things i want to talk about today was just shitty landlords and owners of buildings <laughs> so one of the first actually the first place i ever moved to right the first place that was like semi my, my own i lived there with my with my ex and um so the advantages of it, it had good parking, right? Like, the you could park on the street, walk right up to your door. Like, it was an interesting little setup. So, it was an apartment. In a lot of ways, it was an interesting setup. It was an apartment that had two floors. There's stairs. Pretty, co- pretty nice little place, honestly. Like, we had the downstairs with the living room and the kitchen. Then we had the upstairs with uh, me and my ex's room. And then I had a room for my daughter, right? So pretty good little setup there when we moved in toilets leaking the fucking there's cracks on the floor and they say that they're not going to fix them we had tile cracks on the floor they're not going to fix them because we got it as is fucking cracks on the tile right the fucking oven was out they had to replace it with the new oven there was uh they had like the what's it called the They had a screen on my daughter's window that they never fixed. That I reported several times trying to get them to fix it. They never fixed it the entire time we were there. We were there for over two years, yeah, close to two and a half. Like between two and two and a half years, we were there that long. Never fixed it in that whole time. After all the times I reported it, there was like when we first got there, there was roaches. We had to get rid of them. Got rid of the roaches. Didn't see another roach for. After the first few months, I never saw another roach because the roaches were from the people next door, which, oh my God, that still haunts my memories. So when I was moving out of there, or no, sorry, I misspoke. So when the neighbors next to us moved out, there was, their floor was literally covered in roaches. Like they, they exterminated the roaches. Their floor was covered, like to the point where it looked like that was the color of the floor. I've never seen some shit like that before. It was crazy <laughs> and the fact that the the landlords let it get to that point we didn't have an on site landlord right? So the fact that the landlords let that place get that carried away and th- that was what it was is like these roaches were coming from their place. they attracted all these roaches because once we got it under control, and and they moved out, like, I think they moved out in the first year, yeah, so once they moved out, too, never saw another roach, like, they had all, and then we realized where they all came from, it was, like, all from there, which is horrible, but these, uh, man, these landlords just did not give a fuck, I told them when when I moved out, I'm like, you know, we paid good money, we we were on time with our rent all the time, and you guys couldn't fix, like, basic shit, you know? Like that. You couldn't fix that. Uh, the closet door was messed up. Just stupid little shit like that, that they wouldn't fix, you know? And they just made it, like, where it was... <laughs> they made it where it, it just felt like, wow, this is how you treat people, like, who, who have paid... The rent, like, we were never late at all, we, we made it every time, and, uh, I know that their other tenants were not like that, in fact, the people, the neighbors fucking got kicked out, basically, yeah, they did, they got evicted from that place, so, fucking, it's just crazy that people will buy these properties, do minimal to no repairs on them, and, uh, fucking marked the price up. They raised our rent too. That was the crazy thing. They raised our rent by like a hundred dollars in the time I was there. It's like, how do you even justify that? Like that takes a lot of, I takes some serious audacity to think like, oh yeah, there's shit that we've never fixed here, but let's fucking raise their rent. <laughs> you know? And then now, like as soon as we moved out, that's the thing that was funny. They, they, so I could tell you, it'll, it'll probably sound like a lot to you. It's really not a lot for California. When I first moved in with my ex, it was $13.95 for a two bedroom, right? By the time we moved out, when they put that, and they, they didn't fix the floor, by the way. When we left, the floor was still fucking cracked. And they gave it to the new people with the floor cracked and all that. They gave it to those people old ass air conditioning, heater didn't work, fucking, it was just little shit, like, it's like something you gotta learn, like, you don't know all that shit when you're first getting a place, right, you don't know, now I fucking know, I'm looking for all that shit, I'm like, nah, nah, got a new place, I already knew, they gave me a new fridge, I was like, nah, this place, oh yeah, we didn't have a fridge at this place, I had to buy a fridge, which I was like, okay, like, I'm not, I haven't heard of that before, really, most places will have a fridge, you know, this place made you, like, buy a fridge, and I was like, all right, I mean, I could do that, but fucking kind of (laughs) wild, so we, uh, I got a fridge, I I ended up giving it to my ex, because I didn't want to, I don't know, I don't, I think, so that place in the end became, like, a bad memory for me, and it's like, I don't want to hold on to some shit like that, you know, like, I don't want to hold on to that, I really don't have a desire to, so I just kind of let it be. I let her have it. I moved on. (laughs) It's like, I don't want to hold on to something that was kind of, like, I I bought that fridge. I paid for it and everything, but I was like, I I don't really want to hold on to this, like, for the sake of uh, my own sanity, you know? Like, I don't want to be thinking about so every time I, I saw that fridge, I'd be thinking about that relationship. Like, I don't want to fucking think about that shit. <laughs> so, but I know everybody's different. A lot of people probably would have kept the fridge. But honestly, I was like, do I even have space for it? Because the place I moved to after that had a fridge. And I was like, should I replace it with this fridge? But I I don't know. I just kind of decided against it in the end. But it's kind of crazy. So, you know, the a new place I moved to hasn't really been anything that bad with the landlords yet other than the fact that like so i moved in and there was bugs right i told them and they haven't fucking done anything so i'm probably gonna have to handle that myself which is bullshit it's like there shouldn't you should have taken care of that like when i was trying so when i was i was really enthusiastic about the place and i was trying to get in there but i didn't want to move in that quickly and this whole process of moving in took a couple weeks, right? Of like, of me getting the place, I should say. Like, I was looking in June. I got it in June. Moved in, in the on July 1st. So, through all that, these people, like, I was asking them, like, hey, I, you know, I'd prefer to move at the end of August. I would even take the end of July Or not even... I think I want to move at the beginning of August, end of July. They wouldn't work with me on that. There were still fucking people living there during this, by the way. They barely cleared them out. And did, like, minimal fucking... I'm sure they painted the shit a little bit. And when they painted it, they left, like, fucking paint on the mirrors. And fucking there's, like, paint dripped on shit. Like, they did a shitty job of painting. Just rushed the whole shit. And then fucking... They really could have tooken, taken more time. Sorry, I said in Like, they didn't need to rush me in there July 1st, but that's what they wanted to do, you know, because they wanted to make their money, and it's just like, I don't know. It's all good. Like, it's a great location, and uh, honestly, like, usually, I feel like a lot of times when you do move into a new place, there is, like, some bugs that you have to take care of. Like, if it's been sitting for any amount of time or whatever, like, you usually do. But with this place, it's like, for real, you didn't even want to take the time to spray it down and get it done. Like, when I came, so when I came to pay, like, I came to the office to pay, like, the security deposit first month rent. I came and paid that. And they're fucking working on it then. And that was like that. It was like, I want to say it was like a week before the place. So it's like you're still working on the place right up until, and they, they install blinds, like, a week after I moved in, they finished installing the blinds, it's just, like, shit like that, like, the way that it's designed, the fucking, uh, the oven, the broiler for the oven is being blocked by, like, this fucking gas line, it's like, who the fuck did that, <laughs> it's just stupid shit like that, you know, it's like, why is this designed like this, you know, I don't understand, on the plus side, there's a lot of storage, But the storage is fucking weird, like, there's a lot of bathroom storage, so it's just strange. It's, like, I don't know. But I'll figure it out, I'll make the most of it and enjoy my time. It is, it it has been a dream of mine to live by the beach. I just don't, like, if it were me, I wouldn't feel right about just, like, doing little shit like that and kind of fucking people over. It's, like, you knew that you could have improved this place in some regards, and you chose to fucking not do that, so pretty whack on your part, I have to say, but that's what they do, man. They just wanna get people in there and make their money that's all that's all that matters to a lot of these like landlords and and owners of places, but it's all good. The thing that's annoying though, is like I remember with the first place I moved in, like they had us pay for um like insurance right. Which is normal, but the insurance, they had like a portal where you paid your rent. The insurance wasn't paid for, like, it wasn't included on the rent, so I didn't pay that part of it. I just paid what it had listed on the portal, and it was like 10 bucks for the insurance. So I paid what was listed, and they, what's it called? Like I pay what was listed for the rent and the insurance wasn't thrown into that. They fucked up, their portal fucked up. So I paid what they had on there. And they said, oh no, you you still owe for the insurance, the ten dollars. So they're coming at me for this ten dollars for insurance. This happened one month. It was one of the first months we were there. But they can't and I was like, okay, well can you fix the the window screen? Never fucking fix it. Never sent anyone. <laughs> Just, like, shit like that. It's, like, you gotta do better. And honestly, we we need to stand up for each other more and, like, not allow places to just be fucking slumlords, you know? And just fucking not care about shit. Like, the whole reason why people pay to rent shit is so that stuff is covered. Because it's like I'm throwing money down a fucking hole. You own this place. I'm literally throwing rent money down a hole if I wanted to own a house and have to repair all my own shit, I would do that. <laughs> and honestly, I do want to own a house or a condo. Like that is what I'm working towards. But for now, I I decided to do this just to test the area. I don't want to fucking throw all my money into a house or a condo. If I, if I'm not sure how much I'm a liking area, you know, there's plenty of beach cities. I got to find the one I like the most. So far, through my life, I have liked Long Beach more than other beach cities, and I will see if that holds true. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I'm just like, I think it's fucked up, and I don't think that they should be able to get away with that, but we don't stand up for each other enough, and we kind of allow these companies to run roughshod over <laughs> shit. So, I don't know, just kind of some whack shit to deal with, like, There shouldn't be bugs when you move into it. That should never happen. But these companies just always fucking... Are cutting corners. Trying to rush people in there. I remember I moved into my... My place with my ex on June 9th. Fucking June 9th. Which is a really weird ass day. Because I know they were rushing the shit. Like they always fucking do. They just want to get their money. It's like... Yo, you guys make a lot of money off these fucking places. Like you don't need to rush it like that. Like that's the type of shit that makes people want to leave honestly you're lucky we stayed as long as we did in the last place that I just left I was there I was on a month to month thing with them so when I left the people were like oh it was such a pleasure having you was everything okay like did you leave cuz of this and this really I just wanted to get out of the area like the place was fine uh the the woman that I lived with was a little crazy or like I didn't live with her but she lived on the other side of this place she was just off, you know, but, um, other than that, like, it was fine, like, it was cool to have my own, like, washer, dryer, like, that was easy, you know, now I gotta get used to not having that again, which is fine, but (laughs) it it's, it's not ideal, you know, especially when they charge, like, you gotta pay to use the, it's like, it's like having a laundromat there, but it's like, you gotta pay to use it, I don't know, so that part's, Not the greatest, but it's all good. And I don't know. um, But just got to make the most of these situations. I was like, as I was... Because I didn't... With COVID and everything, I didn't get to step into this place. Like, actually step in. I didn't get to actually step in. And once I stepped in and looked around, I was like... Motherfuckers. (laughs) Like, they fucking... They kind of got me. I mean... It could be worse... And I know, like, there was a long list. Like, there's people that wanted in there. And the only reason I even got it was because the first person, like, didn't work out. Like, I don't know what happened, but for whatever reason, they didn't work out. So that was the whole reason I got it in the first place. But, man, I got to say, man, y'all let me down. Because as I'm looking at it, I'm like, motherfuckers. (laughs) Motherfuckers. You fucked this shit up. But it's all good. I will make the most of it it's just little dumb things like that, little dumb designs that just feel, like, lazy and slapped together, like, why is the sink not under the fucking vanity, why are they on different sides, just stupid shit like that, but, oh, well, you live and you learn, I know one motherfucking thing is I'm never getting another place that I don't get to, like, step into and look at first, fuck that, Like, I I tried to be understanding with the COVID, but fuck that shit. Like, that shit is a fucking scam. And now you can see it's like, oh, you were kind of trying to hide some little shit. And I'm sure a lot of you wouldn't notice this shit or it wouldn't really bother you. A lot of you don't even cook. But for me, I'm like, okay, so I just can't fucking broil shit? Is that what it's going to (laughs) be? I don't know. But I mean, the broiler comes out a little bit, but it, it looks like it doesn't come out enough. You know, like, it's being stopped by this fucking dumb design. <laughs> Sorry, I've been going off about this, but it's just like, i it's just, sometimes the world just pisses me off. I know it's about money for a lot of people, but goddamn, man, can you treat people a little better, please? Like, we deserve fucking better than this. <sighs> but I digress. Have more in store for you. Stay tuned to Complaining in Zero Gravity. Now I'm just playing Life in Zero Gravity on KZRO. Man, this this sports year has a lot of asterisks to it. I'm going to get into more on a, on a super long sports segment. For those of you that love sports, this is the episode for you, I'm telling you. So, man. But I'll get into a little of it here. So, I don't think the Suns or the Bucks are the best teams in either conference. Like, I don't think the Suns are the best team in the West. I don't think that the Bucks are the best team in the East, but... When AD goes out, when LeBron is hurt, when uh, Kawhi is out, when every that that's on the West side, right? We had those injuries. I mean, Clay Thompson didn't play, so the War the Warriors weren't at full capacity. I don't know, man. It's just one of those weird years. And then on the East, you had like Harden got hurt, Kyrie got hurt on the Nets, so it's like they weren't at full strength for the playoffs. KD was even out, I believe, for a couple of games, so it's just, man. I think that the Lakers and the Nets were the best teams, but it didn't go down that way. Now you have Conor McGregor. I mean, I hate when fights end like that. I understand he was down, he lost the first round and all that, but I hate when fights end like that. For those who haven't seen it, just check it out. And uh, you can check it out. then by the time I talk about it later in the show, you'll know what I'm talking about. So I'm sure you can find it. It's on social media. As soon as soon the fi- I had to work, but as soon as the fight was over, I saw it on social media. I didn't know exactly what happened. All they showed was like a little, like his leg twisted. And I was like, huh. I didn't know that that was like the end of the fight. It was kind of a weird highlight that I saw. But man, how crazy is it? Do you ever believe that We've talked about this before. Sometimes you meet the right people at the wrong times. I feel like I've had that experience multiple times in my life where like I met a woman. And we got along okay at the time, but not necessarily the greatest. The years later we reconnected and we got along way better. (laughs) Just it was an interesting thing. You know, that's happened to me a few times in my life where it's like, wait, we get along way better now. And I think, I know that I've matured. I've gotten better over time. But I have never, I've never treated women badly. I've thought about that. Like, no woman that I've dated can ever say that I did them wrong. They can't say that. If they do, they're delusional, to be honest with you. Because I've never done any woman worse than they've done me. And I'm not the type of guy, like, I don't sit there and badmouth you. I don't make you feel bad about yourself. I don't, like like make you feel less than or anything like that so i don't know it's a (laughs) what's crazy is um i was talking to a friend and he was saying that like he hasn't been giving this girl the time of day and she's been all over him it's just a weird kind of sickness that people have they want what they can't have you know so it's almost like if you're too available if you're too too nice as, as some of these women say then you're like, not worthy of them in their eyes. Or, like, they don't like that there's not a challenge that they can just have you. Like, they want to have, like, a fucking challenge. And not every woman's like that, don't get me wrong. And I know every time I say this stuff, people are like, well, men do that, too. I'm like, hey, I don't date men. I don't know. I don't see that side of it. I only see the woman side of it. (laughs) I just, I know that it fucking sucks, so if it happens to you with men, I'm sorry for you, too. It's trash. It's like, why, like... I just want to be able to be myself. I don't want to like have to be an asshole to get you to like me. Like that's that's kind of that's sick in a way. Honestly, it really is. And I feel like um, I've run into that so many times with women where they just they they think you're too nice. They don't like the fact that you are not like I don't know. They see it as almost like not manly enough if you're not just dominating and fucking rude and fucking putting them in their place all the time like some of these women really like that shit and it's just why do you want that it's toxic like why do you want fucking to not have a say i see that shit it's like it's like fetishes like with that whole 50 shades of gray shit where they want you to beat the shit out of them like to have sex with them it's like we don't have to do all that girl like we can (laughs) like what happened to just like Good sex where that lasts and that pleases you, you know. I've gotten into like some rough sex, but it's like, it's never really my idea. the 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 roughest thing that I ever do is just beat the pussy up. <laughs> that's what I do, but that's like natural, right? That's what everybody's trying to do. I don't know, but it's <laughs> it's a wild thing. We've talked about it a lot, but I. I felt so disrespected when I really found out about the five minute, five inch thing. We've talked about it a lot on this show, maybe more than we should have, but once I found out that most men were really packing five inches and, and coming in five minutes, and these women were fucking choosing these dudes over guys that that doesn't apply to, you know, I just felt, I felt disrespected. I'm like, for real? For as much as this world is centered around sex, for so many of y'all to be having such mediocre fucking sex and just fucking not giving, like, good guys the time of day who actually fucking can last in bed (laughs) and please you and make you come, most women are not going to come in five minutes. You know? It's just not going to happen. Like, yeah, there are women that do. Uh, Like, I've, you know fuck it i was gonna say that's too personal fuck it. i've made women come in like a minute i've made women come in a couple strokes like fucking it it, it's possible to do but most women are not like that most women it takes more time than that so it's like that's not (laughs) you can't be satisfying a woman in that amount of time we've talked about it i know i know but it's just i just think about it every time a woman disrespects me Every time a woman chooses some fucking dude over me, I just think about that shit. And it's always a woman that's never slept with me, too. Like, cause I know y'all assume that we're all the same. We're really not. I mean, uh, apparently a lot of us are, but there are fucking unicorns out there I'm trying to give you some unicorn dick. And you don't. <laughs> you just you're stick into the rivers and the lakes that you're used to, baby. I'm trying to take you to the ocean. <laughs> Have you chasing waterfalls <laughs> Fucking, I, I, <laughs> I know some, some of my female listeners probably caught that before I finished saying it <laughs> But for real, it's like They're trying to give you like a little squirt gun We're trying to give you the whole ocean And you're just not trying to hear it, girl yeah, it gets it gets fucking annoying though, man. It's like why do I, I I have just fucking distanced myself from this simp culture so much. I used to feel like, oh my god, I have to I hope these women will approve of me and like me, you know? And I just over time I'm like, you know what? I should approve of you and like you too. Like why the fuck has it become such a chase like why is it like oh you have to prove i've seen women saying like oh you gotta pay my bills first to prove you're worthy of dating me like are you out of your fucking mind (laughs) i'm not paying a fucking bill to prove that i'm worth your time what the fuck is that that means your love is totally transactional and i don't want it i don't want your fucking conditional love the condition being that i have to fucking pay for your ass you know that's just whack to me that's some simp shit fuck it i know people won't like to hear this shit but that's some simp shit it's like to fuck if you're really like oh i'll pay your bills baby i'll pay your phone bill i'll pay your rent then i'll show you that i'm worthy of dating you like fuck that fuck that shit i paid rent i paid most of the rent for a woman she didn't fucking appreciate it and i know some women would but I'm just saying, like, y'all act like that's what y'all want. I see that shit all the time. Like, you you don't want to date hobo-sexuals. Well, she was a hobo-sexual. She was a hobo-sexual. She just, like, the dude before me, I found out she stayed with him. Now I'm sure she's staying with some other dude. Like, that's just the fucking, that's what she does. She acts like she's, like, a strong, independent woman. Well, why do you keep, like, staying with people and their families, then, if you're so strong and independent? The fuck? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> that shit just gets on my nerves sometimes. Because I hate how, like, you want to play both cards. You want to be strong and independent. But then you want to do to fucking pay for everything. Like, how does that make any sense? You can't just pick and choose like that. Like, it's fucking... You're not going to be happy. That's what that tells me. And I... I the older i get the more i distance myself from that type of bullshit i'm like that's what you want like fucking i was talking to a girl for a while and she said i wasn't romantic enough because i didn't take her out on dates it's like i had only known her for a couple months and we had been on a couple dates but it's like i don't really want to be dropping like a bunch of money on you if i don't know if i like you yet i don't know like she wanted like some extravagant ass dates i'm like I don't know what type of simps you were dating before, but I'm not fucking doing that. Because I've been burned too many times and just left there. I guess I don't, I've never allowed myself to be burned that much, I shouldn't say. But I've been in situations where I could tell someone was about to burn me. Like, I told that story about that girl with the wine. She fucking, I didn't drink. I still don't drink. I haven't drank in like eight years. And this girl was like, okay, so do you want to go to a winery or go to yard house? I said yard house. She was like, okay, let's go to the winery then. Fucking told her like I don't drink. I don't know why. What? The, why the fuck we would go to a winery if I don't fucking drink? And the what? I think the when it comes down to it, I think part of it was the fact that the winery was like a couple of miles from her house, and Yard House was further. Like Yard House would have been closer to me than her. But I was like, fucking for real. Like I don't drink. Why are you doing this? And I didn't pay for it. And she got mad. Her her fucking friend got mad. Hit me up saying I wasn't I was like a disgrace of a man and all this shit It's like I'm not fucking paying for your wine I don't fucking drink You brought me to a fucking winery And drank a whole pitcher of wine That was like 80 bucks or some shit Like I'm not fucking paying for that Fuck that And I felt good about it I still feel good about that Fuck that shit Fuck that I'm allowed to fucking set the conditions Of my relationship And the the woman I want to date too Motherfucker You know you, you women want somebody to pay for you That's all well and good How about you prove your worthiness too Why should a dude have to spend a bunch of money on you To prove that he's worth your time What the fuck are you bringing to the table Cause when it comes down to it I'm gonna give you better sex than you give me I know that going in I accept that You know, I just know it for a fact. It's never not been the case. So, can't fucking hold the pussy over my head. You know, I've never not made more than the woman I was dating. So you can't hold money over my head. You know, you can't really hold anything over my fucking head. I always treat them better too. We've been close, but then they end up fucking up, doing some dumb shit, fucking their little toxic shit where they're like oh you know I'm I'm gonna go fuck with some other guys and then they never fucking find better and they wonder why they're fucking miserable (laughs) (laughs) it's like you, you wonder why cause you keep like if karma's real you are really fucking digging yourself a deep grave I gotta tell you if you just keep fucking people over cheating on them and then calling yourself a healer like what fucking part of healing is that what part of healing is that I knew a girl who had that in her bio I'm a healer. And and fucking cheat on multiple guys. How the fuck are you healing anyone? You're not even healing yourself, girl. How are you healing anyone if you can't heal yourself, if you still got clear emotional scars? Who the fuck you healing? You're just projecting that shit out of the next person. No one will ever meet your standards either. You're always gonna find some shit. You know? They're gonna cheat you. They're they're gonna cheat on you, hit you. They're gonna have a a, like a drug problem, all the above, and you chose all that shit over guys that didn't have that, didn't have any of that going on, didn't do anything like that to you. I don't know, man. You gotta. The reason why I say this shit is because y'all gotta start looking at these people more closely. I I know, like I'm an optimist. I've been an optimist, and I like to assume that. I, my bi- one of my biggest problems in life has been like I thought oh if I treat people well they'll treat me well that's how it works you know and that's not the fucking case nobody ever treats me equally to how I treat them and a lot of people I used to get upset because I could tell that people didn't have respect for me and then I realized people just don't respect shit <laughs> people don't have respect for anything they don't respect themselves they don't respect like what they're doing in life they don't respect like property They don't respect shit. So it's like, I don't take it personally. I stop taking pretty much everything personally, you know? I'll roast you. I'll fucking diss you if you try to come at me because I'm a fucking warrior and I'm not gonna fucking, like, lay down for anybody. But I'm not gonna fucking, like, let you ruin my day over some bullshit you said. People have said horrible things to me this year. I don't remember any of them I know they were horrible and and for a moment I was like damn that was fucked up well oh well let me fucking roast and ghost you then (laughs) I don't even think that's ghosting though if I tell you like that I'm done with you and then I block you that's not really ghosting like you knew what it was it just rhymes roast and ghost that's why I say it but I've gotten into that this year because I'm just like fuck that shit like I met a girl on Tinder right we talked for years and it wasn't like we were, we didn't really flirt like that, like, a lot. But it's like, we we met on a fucking dating app. And then she later tried to say that she wasn't attracted to me. It's like, you didn't have to fucking match me on Tinder. Like, why are you matching people that you're not attracted to? I don't know why the fuck. I don't know. And then I saw the guys she dated, and it's like, they were, like, way worse looking than me. So it's just a weird stance to even have. I think what it was is she was one of these girls that was into, like, that negging stuff where you say negative shit which is a lot of women these days they feel like if they say negative shit about you and make you feel worse about yourself they have like a power over you and it's like bitch I will just fucking leave <laughs> I don't fucking sticking around being like really Oh, I, I, I really am ugly I really do need to work on this oh my god how could I be so blind before like fuck that shit I know who the fuck I am and I know you can't play me so, <laughs> ooh, this is, I know this is a, a fiery episode, and I, I promise you next week we'll be more lighthearted, but shit's just been annoying me, man, I gotta, I gotta say it, I find it entertaining, I entertain myself getting into these topics, and I figured why not, like, bring that to the world, <laughs> so... Stay tuned. Like I said, we got an extra long sports segment, which is also pretty fired up. And uh, this is Life in Zero Gravity. What can I say? So what is the biggest story in sports? I bet you can guess it. At the current moment, it is the Mystic Mac taking yet another L. Yet another L, as it were. Conor McGregor, last night, fought the trilogy against Dustin Poirier. Of course, Conor won the first fight. Poirier won the second fight each by knockout, well, stoppage at least, um, so in this third fight, a lot of people were picking Conor to win, I honestly thought, I think if you, I didn't really put too much thought into it, but I think I, I would have picked uh, Conor to win, you know, I think if, if I had my money on the line, I would have picked Connor to be fair, I just thought, oh, you know, he'll figure it out. And honestly, the fight ended in a way where it's just, (laughs) unfortunately, when a fight ends like that, we'll never know what would have happened. We'll never know, like, what actually would have transpired. So, for those who don't know, Connor was losing the first round. In fact... Two of the judges had it scored ten a for Poirier, and then he stepped back on his ankle ankle awkwardly and he broke his ankle, which caused the fight to stop after the conclusion of the first round. So it's a it goes down in the books as a TKO win for Poirier. And I think it looked like it was probably his night. He improves to twenty 28- eight. And six with one no contest. It looks like it was probably his night. The lightweight 155 pound contest, of course. And Connor drops to twenty two and six now. So unfortunately for Connor, back to back losses against the same opponent. One that he easily beat. He took. He beat him in the first round. In the first matchup. And honestly going in. It was like why are they fighting again? It didn't really make much sense. Why he'd be fighting Poirier again. And he didn't have a lot to gain. And he had a lot to lose. And now. His career has really hit the skids. Uh, I don't know where he goes from here. I don't know what happens next. Like. It just feels like. This is a major setback, and honestly, he's not going to have the same earning power that he had at one point. He's not going to, you know, he. I'm sure he'll still be a big money fighter, but he's not going to, he's not going to get the same as he had before. He's not going to make that type of money, you know? So I, I don't know wh- where he goes. Does he cash out? Does Dana White cash him out at this point? Is he just kind of like a glorified punching bag now? He's a lot of talent. Kinda you know, he, he had a, a great run, one belts in two divisions. But at this point, I mean, coming out back to back losses. And honestly, he hasn't won in a long time. Connor hasn't, like, won a big fight. Like, the last win was what, Cerrone? Is that the last like and that win doesn't even look that good now. I mean, Cerrone's been getting... He's just been getting teed off on by everyone he's been fighting. Connor, I mean, great talker, great salesman. But he has now lost four of his last five fights. You know? And he's three and five in his last eight. Oh, I guess they're counting... So they're counting the Mayweather fight as a fight. I don't think I'd count that. I don't know. I mean, I guess it was a fight, but it shouldn't count towards his MMA record. Well, maybe. I don't know. That's a tough one. What do you guys think? Should that count? The Mayweather fight? I guess they count um, Adesanya's, like, kickboxing towards his MMA record. So I guess it sort of makes sense. It just seems like a different thing, you know? So... Of course, he lost to Khabib. He beat Cerrone. So he lost. This is what happened, right? Started with Nate Diaz. Took a crazy last-minute fight with Nate Diaz. Where he moved up to welterweight. Lost. Beat Nate Diaz in the rematch. Beat Eddie Alvarez. Then he goes to boxing. Gets stopped by Mayweather. Takes almost a year off after that. We had a year, almost a year, well, let's see, we shouldn't say almost a year. He had like nine months between the Alvarez fight and the Mayweather fight. Then he took another, longer than a year, he took about a year, about a year and a month, about a a year and a month and a half, to be specific, and fought Khabib, or Habib, (laughs) however you choose to pronounce it, Nurmi, Nurmagomedov. (laughs) <laughs> Nermi as he's often called and he fights him after honestly looking at it like he was off he hadn't had an MMA fight in almost two years by the time he fought Khabib and I think that really threw off his mojo like looking at it cause then I mean he gets the win versus Cerrone a couple and that he was off for oh my goodness So he was off for like a year and three months, and then he fights Cerrone. It only lasts 40 seconds, comes back and fights Poirier after another year off. Then six months later, he fights Poirier again. It just seems like, looking at it now, as I'm looking at this, I feel like his career has kind of been mismanaged. Like, why was he fighting Nurmagomedov undefeated? One of the greatest fighters of all time after not stepping in a cage for almost two years. Why did that, you know, like, I know it's easy to criticize Connor because he opens himself up to a lot of criticism and he's been a sore loser. Like he had a reputation for being like a good sport when he loses. But my goodness, like you lose to the guy and then you trash talking his wife after the fight, trash talking him about his wife. It's like, why, why are you doing that? You lost, man. Like, <laughs> this is your chance to, like, actually maybe salvage something out of it and you just are a dick to the guy and his wife over you losing the fight. Like, it's a competitive fight. There has to be a winner and a loser. You were trying to beat him. You said he was going to leave on a stretcher. You left on a stretcher. That's what everybody's saying. You just kind of look, I mean, and I've enjoyed watching Connor, and I could say that I was a, I wouldn't even say I'm not a fan of his. I'm a fan of his fighting. You know, I don't know if I'm a fan of everything he does as a person, but I'm a fan of his as a fighter. I like watching him fight. I think he's fun. I think he's great for the sport. I mean, and that's the thing is like a lot of people are celebrating him losing. But you don't realize there goes all your paydays. Your paydays are going out the window. Nobody's getting that type of money, including him. Nobody's getting that money anymore. It's not going to happen. Nobody's going to get that type of payday. Like, it sucks. I don't know why. Like, I get it. People get drawn in, and they, these fighters get you right where they want you. It's the same thing with Mayweather. Mayweather pissed y'all off to the point where you wanted to see him get knocked out, and he never did, <laughs> but you kept buying his fights, hoping for it. With Conor, I guess at least some of you got to see him lose, so I know you're thankful for that. But you don't realize that these guys bring so much money and attention to the sport that you claim to love, these sports that you claim to love. It's like you, so for for you to get, for them to lose is not the greatest thing in the world for your sport. It's not good. It's not a good thing. You don't want them like, then there's less eyes on the sport. There's less money. Everyone's making less money. When these guys exist, it brings more attention to the whole game. And when they're not there, it's not the same. Like, as popular as Canelo is, he's not Floyd. He's not bringing the type of money that Floyd brought. He's not bringing the type of attention that Floyd brought. Maybe one day, but I kind of doubt it, you know, honestly. I don't think he's going to... He's not going to have a fight that sells like that. So I just don't think there's not... He doesn't have, like, a Pacquiao, you know? There's not like a close rival to Canelo. He's kind of in an era where it's not; it's a good era. It's not a bad era. He's not fighting the best at their best, though. They're they've been managing his career pretty carefully, so I don't think he's gonna get to that Floyd point. And that's what people accuse Floyd of. You couldn't even really say that was true until Floyd hit like his mid thirties. Like for the before then, Floyd, and that's like you know once you're starting to get out of your prime. And even then, it's, Floyd is not, up until the last few years, he was fighting really good opposition. Like, it's not like these are bad fighters, you know? These are top, they're like champions that have beaten a lot of good people. And Floyd beat them. I, I can't co-sign the the Logan Paul thing. I can't really co- co-sign the Attention Nasakawa fight, you know? Although that, I mean, I didn't, That was an exhibition that literally didn't count for anything, and uh, I guess both of those were. The Logan Paul one just felt, like, totally inexcusable, um, to me anyway, because I'm just like, okay, this guy has no credentials in fighting. He's literally 0-1 as a boxer, and you're giving him the biggest stage in boxing? Like, it's all for money, I get it, but, I mean, come on, man, like, really? (laughs) But, I mean, I've heard from circles that Floyd has done as a fighter. Like, he doesn't have, he's just not the same. His body doesn't recover like it used to. He, he just can't do what he used to do. He can't pull the trigger. And it happens to the best of him. And for him, I mean, he's managed to stay undefeated through all that. You know, but I think his days of fighting, like, top-tier opposition are really done. And I hope that he's done fighting this lower-tier opposition. I think that he's done a great job with Tank Davis. I think he should focus on the fighters he has. He has a lot of good fighters under him. And, I mean, he, he would be an excellent coach. He could teach you the fundamentals for sure. So, if that's what he wants to do, he's a great promoter as it is. I mean, he's made himself a very wealthy man. And a lot of that was on his own. So... has that going for him. And that's probably what McGregor can do. You know, he can transition to that stage. I think that he's really lost a lot of his luster, though. I mean, for me, I'm like, he used to look like, I don't want to say unbeatable, but he used to look like very tough to beat one of the best fighters in the sport. I don't think you could say that anymore. Is McGregor one of the best in the sport right now? Could you honestly say that? Like with the straight face? I think he's fucked up, and honestly, like, he's taking these L's. He really needs... If he really wants to come back, he needs to go, like, all the way back and, like, really build himself back up again. He can't just keep jumping into big fights, you know? He's gonna make money regardless, but he really needs to build himself back up at this point. He's taken all these L's, and it's like... I don't think people see Poirier. Yeah, yeah, he's probably one of the best at that division. People don't see Poirier as like this world beater, this amazing fighter. And you just took two L's to him, and back to back, and somebody you beat like it's not a good look. I don't, the UFC fucked up ever booking that second fight. It it was like so uncharacteristic of like the old UFC too. It just looked like it was way like oh let's give Conor an easy fight and he fucked it up and lost the fight. <laughs> I think they thought it was going to be a competitive match, and they thought like, okay, Poirier's been on a run, you know, he's going to, this will be a good match. And honestly, he was, he was on a run, and I think Connor going in, being so rusty, it didn't, it just didn't work out for him. He tried, but... He tried to do the Floyd thing, taking all this time off, but honestly, Floyd didn't start doing that till later. You're doing that at your athletic prime and really kind of robbing yourself in a lot of ways. So I don't know where he goes from here. I know we've discussed this a lot, but I thought it was a big deal. You know, this is the biggest star at MMA taking another L and really fucking his uh record up, really making it hard. It's going to be hard for him going forward. That's all I'm trying to say. But we can pivot from here. Let's get into it. NBA Finals picture. We got the, the Suns and the Bucks. So as of this broadcast, this Godcast, as it were, the Suns are up two games to nothing. I thought going into the series that the Suns are going to win. Just looking at it, I'm like, okay, if Giannis is 100%, there's no fucking way <laughs> that the Suns are not going to beat them. How are they going to beat them? if if they're best player and really the it's they're not a like the the cast around them obviously is not bad but they're not exactly world beaters you know they're not like the greatest players in the world a lot of them i mean they technically are cuz they're in the nba but like the suns have a better overall roster and and i got to say i've seen the memes it does suck to see this is an older CP3 now playing with Booker. Kobe's better than Booker was. Let's get that out of the way, because I see there's comparisons, and I just don't think it's just not the same. For one, I mean Booker just doesn't have that level of defense. That's that's what people sleep on the most with Kobe. Is he was one of the best defenders in the league? You know, was he as good as Mike? I don't think so. And in so, there were some ways where he was better than Mike, right? There's some ways where he was a better player, but overall Mike's a better player. And a better defender. That's fair to say. Mike, I mean, the closest comp to Mike defensively is Kawhi. You know. But Kobe, very good defender. Booker, not so much. Not a great defender. Not gonna be he's not gonna win defensive awards or anything like that. That's the main difference. And I think Booker just plays in an era where it's easier to score. They've made it, like, all the sports have made offense easier, or for the most part, a lot of them have. So it's easier to put up those numbers. Like, Booker has a 70-point game. Is it anywhere near as impressive as Kobe's 81-point game? I don't think so. It didn't get anywhere near the buzz. And uh, if you saw it, they were kind of just trying to get him as many points as they could. With Kobe, it was like he really had to score to, to make the team win in Booker's case it just felt like oh let's see how many book can put up you know it was like more of that type of thing good player though don't get me wrong like he he might end up winning finals MVP I'm happy for Chris Paul to be there he's had such struggles he's had like some of the worst timing of getting injured in the playoffs like I remember the Rockets the Rockets were up like 3-2 right against the Warriors I think and then Chris Paul gets injured And then they lose that series like they really could have won that series. That was the KD Warriors. And we forget that because it's like the series went a different way after Chris Paul got hurt. But if he didn't get hurt, who knows? I honestly think they probably would have won that series. They probably would have won a chip. I think they probably would have. So it's crazy to think. But uh, I don't know. The series isn't over. There's still a lot of the series left. But so far, it looks like um, the Suns are probably going to take it, most likely, if I had to guess. That's what I thought going in. On the baseball side of things, the Dodgers have been – they did well, and then they struggled recently. So they are 55-35. and they are two games back on the San Francisco Giants, who are 56-32. and 32. Dodgers still have a better record than – some of the people that are actually leading. Yeah, they got a better record than Milwaukee. Got a better record than the Mets. Uh Houston. Now the Dodgers actually have a better record than Houston. They got a better record than the White Sox. These are the other division leaders. They got the same record as the Red Sox. So, man, I mean, if they were in any other division, that means that they'd be on top of the division. But the Giants are having a surprise. They're kind of a breakout team this year, and I think I think the Dodgers will win the division in the end. I also don't think it matters, but I think they will. But the Giants have really given them some comp this year for the first time in a, in a while. <laughs> so I don't know. Everything looks good. I mean, yesterday they won twenty two to one. The Dodgers did. They. I think there was two Grand Slams, eight home runs. It was a crazy... I mean, you just don't see that that often. When I saw it, I was like, is that a mistake? It's one of those type of scores where you see it and it's like, is that real? That's a baseball score? Like, this isn't the Rams? (laughs) It says Los Angeles Dodgers? 22 points for a baseball team is just crazy. So, or I guess they call it runs in baseball. (laughs) 22 runs but you knew what I meant I I messed up there a little bit (laughs) but hey this episode for the sports lovers this was the episode for you so I hope you enjoyed I'll be back next week with more sports but probably not nearly as many unless something crazy happens thank you read from the Book of graph. <clears throat> Talk kind of weird. They treat us like foreigners. But when that flow hit, ain't no ignoring us. Dressed different. They think we're from another land. Oh, well, we're still all brothers, man. West, east, east, west. So elevated we don't see the it rest. It's your friendly neighborhood, whiter, man. My skinny jeans, only thing I ain't tighter than. Damn, I feel like the town weirdo. I don't act like no one around here, yo, but if it ain't foreign, it's boring, right? (laughs) I'm just like anyone absorbing light, absorbing a bit less because I'm fairly white, but darker than most whites, so that's barely right. (laughs) Yeah, it's me, the honky cracker cave dweller. (laughs) Maybe that's how my credit stays stellar. (laughs) I'm chilling, but the racism can't exist, though got called a fucking mexican in san francisco <laughs> that's just one of the many times that's happened i don't even know where they find that passion because no one chooses the skin they were born in we're all different so in the end we're foreign talk kind of weird they treat us like foreigners but when that flow hit ain't no ignoring us dress differently they think we're from another land oh well we're still all brothers man west to east east to west so elevated we don't see the rest that's our Joe. Thank you so much for listening I know, I know, I know This week was kind of wild I know I went off on some tangents I do that every week And I feel like I'm always saying like, Yeah, my bad, went a little wild this week Y'all probably hear that and just, like, shut the fuck up. You do this shit every fucking time. Nobody's buying it. (laughs) No, I don't do it every week, though. Some weeks I feel like it's, like, genuinely, like, good family fun. And it's clean and, like, everyone has a good time. Nobody gets offended. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. You can't worry about that shit, though. I mean, I'm not saying to just be an asshole. But you can't spend your whole life being afraid of offending everyone because... You know what? Part of, like, offending people, when you offend people, you you. I know it's bad, but in a way, it's like you find out what was wrong. You find out, like, the wrong shit to say. So at the very least, you're providing a public service. And I don't think I get enough credit for that, okay? I don't think I get enough credit for offending people and making them uncomfortable. It's a necessary service, you know? I'm ripping off the bubble wrap. I'm popping the bubble wrap that y'all are wrapped in. Okay? With this tinfoil hat. I'm sharpening up the tinfoil, stabbing through the bubbles. I don't know where I'm going with this, but you know what? It's somewhere. And that's something. Grab out. Gravity. That pop shit, that guap shit, I don't cop it I won't knock it, but I won't knock it MCs talk shit, but it's awkward Can't rock with the beat, Sweetest chocolate Still bitter bodies can't hang with those spitters Stick to make a hit, you don't want these real hitters To come with still visions and have you feeling the digits Tuck that chain in, don't know what go feel, good fish is Only birds you move on your tablet Flick of the mashes. you may have it Get your brain bashed in by the main savage KDR zillion and none, insane average ZG, kill him, son, fall backwards right. The rest of the game is what I call whack I'm back with a passion you whack, which is lacking You robotic, off narcotic The rap the is in the sass and it's gas your fashion You don't got it, don't flow, stop it Hype beast meets your hype lord Strangle you with your man mic cord cordless i'll abuse you with the mic payback for what you do for the likes to repost in the comments then you're rhyming shark climb, conglomerate renomming i'm sign it's coming vomit grab garbage so we're dumping on labels of the artists and sables of barges. step to me get disabled regardless fatally wounded if you hate on the music you and i can't relate cause you're just stupid, stupid. Salty, easy to mold. You spit Play-Doh bars, I spit philosophical shit. Yeah, you know them play bars. I'm like Aristotle with model chicks who all wanna swallow dick and gobble knowledge out the tip and about my chips like Mexican restaurants. You pestering debutantes I pull off more on wax than the 40 year old virgin You urchins keep splurging on jays taking Oh, like potheads, but you fake as hell Let a boss come through and break the spell Well, I'm handing out beat downs over beats Raging to keep my soul a beat Send your girl, it's thorough Haven't it taken more polls than the sentence bureau Metro jealous of how we run train Love gangster, I'm wild the gun bang Real blast boy. kill that noise Girls feel that boy cause I feel that boy, And I'm still that ill cat that I feel cat animal bringing back real rap body and your whole audience slaughtering with a plot to win obnoxious how a rockless, flawless god's gifts to all your products cop it. bring those clean clothes fools and sloppy your singles kinkos all you do is copped.